0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Easy Money Fantasy Podcast, where you can get all your up-to-date NBA news and fantasy tips. I'm your host, Slum, and my co-host Raw Romeo was planning to come back this week, but unfortunately he wasn't able to. Uh, hopefully he comes back next week. The show is just not the same without my guy. Um, but for today's episode, I think we're just going to talk about you know, the season started, kinda of things that, you know, transpired over the past couple of days, some of the games that happened, who's kinda of performing um well, who's overperforming and who's kinda of underperforming. Uh, so I think the first the first person or the first player I'm gonna talk about is Kyrie. Um uh, most people probably drafted him near the end of the first. Um possibly, luckily if it's early second. Uh, so far he's looking amazing in Brooklyn first game of the season he drops 50 50 points he rebounds seven assists what more can you really ask for a debut so he did amazing there um, unfortunately I did lose that game after he slipped on the game winner uh, and then tonight he played against New York it was a close game closer than we expected but he also put up very good numbers, uh, twenty six points, five assists, three steals, um, so you know Ky- Kyrie is doing very very well at this point. <clears throat> Probably making his owners pretty happy that you know they drafted him in the first. I know some people were, were kind of reluctant about drafting him in the first round. Uh another big. First round pick that's performing extremely well is Carl Anthony Towns. Cat uh, looks like he's kind of on a mission to make the playoffs this season. <coughs> and, you know, prove the doubters wrong. Uh, especially Charles Barkley, who said, you know, he's going to be sleeping on the Timberwolves with the AC on. Um, and honestly, Timberwolves haven't really made noise any season. And this, I guess, is kind of like They kind of have to do something. You know, Butler's gone now. They have a new head coach. Um, And, you know, Carl Carl D. Towns and Andrew Wiggins, the two highest paid players on the team, they just got to show out, right? Got to show what they're worth. I think Carl D. Towns right now is ranked the number one player in fantasy. Uh, He's just been straight balling. Uh. He's over 35 points in both games, over, over around, I think, over 10 rebounds. Um, and that's, just, that's just being generous. He has 14 in the first game, 15 in the second game. Uh, his assists are pretty, pretty good, actually. He's averaging five assists, um, which is pretty good for a big. Uh, he, he has three points three steals in the first game four steals in the second game which is a big surprise considering last season he wasn't that great at steals and blocks he's got three in the first game and two in the second game and low turnovers um and the thing that, that stands out the most is his that field goal and f- field goal percentage uh about 50 percent and he's just the free throws are uh, tonight weren't that great at 53 but the first night was 87 so obviously we expect him t- to be around that m- around the 85 mark he is a great free throw shooter um but yeah carney has looking like number one player in fantasy right now and the thing is we know he's durable so he'll probably play as many games as possible um and yeah, the, the, so far, so good, right? 2-0 for the Timberwolves. And cats looking amazing for anyone that's picked him in the top five. I don't know how many drafts he actually got picked number one overall, especially in uh, head-to-head l- leagues. Um, but, yeah, you should be patting yourself on the back for taking cat so far. Hopefully, he continues this or at least doesn't fall off too hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see any reason why. You know, obviously, the numbers will drop down a little bit, but especially the defensive stats. But it, it should still be top five player in the league for sure. And who? and Andre Drummond's been going off over his past two games. Uh, he's... He's looking like probably the number two player in fantasy right now. I think most people probably got him in the second round, middle, second to the end of the second round. Um, keep him, you know, Keep in mind that Blake Griffin hasn't played yet and won't be playing, I think, until November. So Andre is getting a lot of usage. He is the only big out there. Um, the only thing is, I, even with Blake to return, I don't see his numbers dropping too too much um it'll obviously take some hit a small hit but nothing to worry about um so far in his first two games he's averaging 26 points 17 rebounds two assists um he has seven combined steals over the first two games and he has five combined blocks which is very very good those stakes are super super juicy he's always been a a, good steals good center or big um the rebounds are obviously i think he's leading right now still um yeah he's definitely performing extremely extremely well so he's another guy that's doing super well um just shout out to those three players and whoever drafted them congrats you patting yourself in the back um, so let's talk about some of the overperformers. performers So these are the guys that I think are doing extremely well right now, but will f- eventually fall off. Um, so this is probably a good time for you to sell high if someone's interested. The first player is, uh, Danny Green. So Danny Green in his first game dropped seven threes on 28 points, seven rebounds, two steals, one block. <coughs> Second game, he kind of came back down to earth. Um two threes he had nine points four rebounds one assist three steals one block and I think Danny greens good for a one 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 so one assist one steal one block type of guy um, just nice where he'll get hot and he just looks he looks good out there on the court but some nights I feel like he won't he won't show up in fantasy. Um, right now he's ranked number six overall um, and he's definitely not going to stay there. I've, I know he's probably going to dwindle down. He is getting a lot of minutes and he's in the starting unit with LeBron. So those are all pluses, but I think he's going to he's gonna come back down and average out probably like 10 points, four rebounds, uh, one assist, one steal, one block type of guy. Um, obviously, he's still serviceable, but, you know, um, probably the end of your bench type of player, so if someone is, you know, for some reason higher than Danny Green, I think it's right now is a good time to sell him. Um, if you, especially if you can get some good value back, uh, because I definitely think he's overperforming, and when he hits back his averages, he'll just be an end of the bench type of guy. Obviously, a very good end of the bench type of guy, but inconsistent, may not be the most reliable on all nights. Uh Another overperformer is P.J. Washington. He did have a breakout game um, in his debut. Seven threes and 27 points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. Obviously, those seven threes aren't going to sustain. The heat. They were playing Chicago the worst, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. But I was super surprised that Charlotte even got the win. Um... Yeah, just couldn't believe Charlie actually pulled it out, but they did win their debut um, at home, so good opener. And P.J. Washington looks like the real deal with that stat line. Um, he did play tonight uh, against Minnesota, and then he got 1-3 on 10 points, 10 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block. And I think that's around the range that I kind of see him actually averaging. Um, so maybe around 12 points 9 rebounds 1 steal 1 block type of player since he does have since he does get a lot of minutes Um, since you know Charlotte is rebuilding Um, but yeah I think he's definitely one player that, that overachieves in their first game uh, he's looking really good so far and if you can sell high on him now and get like a really good player back I would do it because um, I know that you know, rookies usually have up and down seasons. Uh sorry, up and down games where it's, he'll have high points and low points, high points, and low points. Obviously, PJ Washington has all the minutes in the world, especially since Nick Batum uh got injured and will be out for a couple weeks. Um, but I do still see him averaging twelve, like I said, not twenty-seven points on seven threes, right? He's gonna be a little bit worse than that. Um. So if you can sell high, sell him. He is also another guy you can keep for the end of your bench. No, I wouldn't mind him keeping him for the end of the bench if you can't get some someone good back for him. Um. But if if there's ever sell high opportunities right now. And. Another player I think that's doing super well is Hassan Whiteside. Um, I think most people probably drafted him fifth round or later and he's just looking really good in portland right now uh he's averaging 16 no sorry he, he got, he's got he got 16 points in his first game uh 19 rebounds and two blocks and then tonight he got 22 points nine rebounds and a one block so obviously that's not is heights there for the rebounds and blocks um the points are a little bit of a surprise right now um but it kind of makes sense because Portland only has really C J and Dame, and Yusuf Nurkic was the one I used to get. I think it was their third option, so San Jose kind of makes sense as a plug in. Uh, he can keep this up. I I feel um at least until Yusuf comes back, and then I don't know how they're gonna. What they're gonna do and when Yusuf comes back, um, are they gonna have like a hard timeshare? Obviously, Yusuf needs to get back. Into it and get some reps. So Hassan Was will be good until then. But I'm just afraid for what would happen when Yusuf comes back. Um for now I th- I would say hold him for another couple weeks. Um he obviously will crank out these numbers and just before Yusuf is about to come back, I would say try and sell him. Uh I just feel like I just don't think he'll be able to sustain this, especially when Yusuf comes back, is the first thing. Um, and Yassan typically picks up neck injuries throughout the season. So, keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, definitely enjoy him until Yusuf come back. Because he's doing extremely well right now. I think he's probably like third-round value at this point, so... There's that. And especially since if you drafted him and you don't really need him on your team, for whatever reason. Um now's a good time to probably sell them if, if if you need to um so those are some of the overperformers. i think you can probably sell high on uh and i think right now let's talk about some of the the underachievers the guys that you can try and buy low on the first i think probably most obvious one is mike conley he is having a horrendous start to his Utah Jazz stint. Um he, whew, he went one for sixteen on, on his debut. Um, that's sixty that's zero point zero six three percent. that's horrible. And then his second game, he went three for eleven. An improvement But still, that's only 27% from the field. His shots is not falling for whatever reason. Um, And right now, it just seems like he's just struggling on the offense. Utah as a whole, they don't look like the same offense they were last year. They look kind of stale out there. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but the entire offense looks kind of stale. So Mike Conley right now, he's struggling offensively. He's not getting you a lot of assists. He's only getting... He got you five in the first game, three in the second game. And his steals are only one in the first game. Um, So right now, he's underachieving. I think eventually he'll get it all together. Utah's going to figure it out. They have a good coach. And I think Conley can go back to averaging. I'd probably say like 18 points, three rebounds, 6.5 assists and 1.1 steals um, on good field goal and good free throw percentages. Uh, so right now, if the owner is panicking with Mike Conley, there's a good chance for you to try and buy low on him if you need a point guard, um, especially since Mike Conley is a quality point guard. So I, I don't think this will, this will stick too much longer, and it might be hard to pry off Mike Conley from their owner since you know a competent owner will probably give it some time. But he is single-handedly losing field goal percentage category for their owners. So right now is a good time to maybe try and package him. Try and get him in a package. Try and just get him straight up. Um, but it doesn't hurt to try. Uh, and speaking about the Utah Jazz, another person that's underperforming is Joe Ingles. Uh, people probably drafted him probably in the 7th, s- after rounds um, and he's performing like a waiver wire player uh, his usage is extremely low for some reason it's just at 9 for today uh, the, the, f- the first game he, he He didn't even take that many shots, I think he only took a couple shots and then today he only took one of. he went one for two, he only took two shots today so I'm not sure what's going on. Why Joe Ingles isn't fitting in. Um, he did start today because Bog- Bogdan was injured. Uh, but I just don't understand why his usually just so low. He was getting I think close to almost eight assists in the preseason. All of a sudden, he's only getting. He only got one in the first game, four in the second game. Um, he hasn't got any steals over the two games. He's been, he's been held. To under, under 8 points in both games. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going on with Joe Ingles right now. We expect that he will start shooting at a better clip. Hopefully sooner than later. Um, I think if he keeps struggling like this. Or if his usage, his usage rate stays this low for even a couple more games. He might hit the wire on some in some leagues. Um, so keep an eye out. Put a star beside his name. Um, but if you need a guy who can hit threes, good assists, and should get you steals um, on decent points, like 10-ish, 12 points, I'd say go make, try and trade for joining those. Obviously, you can offer you know, probably your 12th round pick or your 11th round pick player for him at this point since he is like droppable. Um, but yeah, I think right now he's just underperforming, and hopefully he gets things together when Utah figures it out. Uh, another huge disappointment is Marcus. Uh, he was looking good over the summer when he was playing for Spain, but for some reason he came back to Toronto and he is not playing anywhere close to what people expected him. Um, I know some people drafted him like sixth, seventh round-ish, uh, like late mids hoping that he would bounce back without Kawhi being there and he'd be a part of the offense a little more, kind of replace JV. But over these two games, he just doesn't seem aggressive. He seems very passive. Uh, He'd rather pass and score. Um, And it seems like Ibaka is actually eating up some of his minutes. Ibaka is doing a lot better than him so i'm not surprised there so in his first game he got six points four rebounds one assist no steals no blocks then the second game against boston he got one point five rebounds five assists no steals no blocks uh he's supposed to be a good defensive big that gets you blocks um and steals i haven't seen that he's usually a good passing big and i guess people were kind of expecting I think a lot more from him, especially with Kawhi gone. Um, I, I was ex- I would expect at least like fourteen points, uh, seven rebounds, maybe four or five assists, point eight steals, maybe like one point two blocks type of games. Um, that that was my expectation, but just look at these numbers and the way he's kind of. Playing with Toronto, I. He just seems too passive. Like he's he's not aggressive at all, and. And I don't know if it's going to improve. It's, it's just kind of how he played even last season with Kawhi. And I, and I get why he did it last year with Kawhi. But the way he's kind of looking right now, off the bat, <clears throat> kind of scares me. Um, he is in a by-low situation just because he can't do worse than this. But from, from my advice is I wouldn't even target Marcus so I think I would just leave him to whoever owns him to just kind of stick it out. Um, Yeah, I would say don't trade for him but if you really need a good passing center that will get you some blocks and assists Um, hopefully decent rebounds and some average scoring like 10 points, 12 points then then trade for him but at this point I don't even believe in him especially after watching him play Uh, but yeah he's definitely underperforming and the last player that's underperforming, um, even though it's only been one game, and obviously you don't want to overreact, um, is Eric Bledsoe. Uh, it may be due to the the rib injury, but he did look a little bit slow in the first game back. <coughs> he only got 16 minutes, and George Hill clearly outplayed him. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. He, he had... 11 points, 1 rebound, 2 assists, um, usually he's a lot better than this, so hopefully he can pick it up, um, it's obviously only just 1 game, so you can try and buy low on him, but owner will probably hang on and you know wait a couple games, if Eric does continue to, if Bledsoe does continue to struggle, um, maybe try and trade for him then. But he's he did look a step slow for some reason and it, it may be because of that rib injury, that cartilage injury. Uh, hopefully, uh, well hopefully he can overcome that. Okay, uh, so those are some of the overperformers, underperformers uh, that I've seen over the past week, starting Tuesday. Uh, since the season began um some big news out of the NBA right now is DeAndre Ayton um is facing a 25 game suspension which if he is suspended for 25 games the earliest he'll come back is in Dece- uh, mid-December um and that's because they tested him and they found I think he was using steroids um it's kind of funny because <laughs> the second the Suns win, they start drug testing the, jun- the Suns players and Aiden was on something. Um, he's claiming he accidentally ing- ingested it, meaning he didn't know it was in his food or whatever he supplement he took. Um, and they're trying to peel it. So it, it, the 25 games suspension could be reduced. Um, so keep an eye on that. If I'm an Aiden owner... I would at least wait for the hearing to see if they do reduce the games um because if they do reduce it to let's like, let's say 8 games and he's already missed 5 of them um that just means he'll be back in three more games type of thing um so whatever games he's missing now counts as him being suspended and yeah we just have to wait in here I I wouldn't sell right now especially since it's the first week um you shouldn't be in any sort of hole or any sort of situation at this point. I think I would wait, see what the suspension is, gauge where you're at. But this is kind of too early for you to sell him. Um, the down the is he's probably not going to get an injury tag. So he will waste the roster sp- spot for you. And that might scare some owners. Um, so if you want to buy Aiton, I think right now is the best time. Uh, it's kind of risky for you to try and buy it now before you, the hearing for his suspension. Um, but if you think you can afford the 25-game suspension, why not? Because someone obviously burned their second-round pick, second- or third-round pick on him, or, like, a top-30 pick, right, on him. So if they're panicking and they think they're going to lose without him in, by December try and trade for him if you think you'll survive or at least wait till the hearing kind of figure out engage for yourself but as an owner i would suggest you hang on and just wait for that hearing and then look at it it is early in the season still you may be able to kind of afford the 25 games um if he is suspended for that full duration um but yeah that's kind of unfortunate for Aiden owners The only thing is, in Aiden's absence, I think Aaron Baines will be the beneficiary. Um, clearly, he played tonight against Denver, and he got 29 minutes, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. So, it's, it's very encouraging that he's getting 29 minutes um, in the absence of DeAndre Ayton. So, if you are the DeAndre Ayton owner, maybe picking up Aaron Baines as the handcuff might be good. Um... Or if you just need a big temporarily, a streaming big Aaron Baines probably gonna be solid for you until Aiden comes back. So keep that keep that in mind. Um, another another big story that broke was um, Marvin Bagley. I think he fractured his finger. Um, he's out four weeks, which isn't as bad a blow, because the injury once it's healed is kind of healed. It's not gonna be like a nagging injury. Um, but four weeks is you'll get him back at the end of November. Uh, which I think most people can probably hang on to. He's he's too good to just drop out right. Um so he should definitely still be in your roster. Uh he will get an injury tight, so you can put him in your IL slot for now. Um the, the only player I think are gonna benefit from this are uh Nemanja Bajalika who got 27 minutes after Bagley was injured. Um, He didn't do much in his 27 minutes. So even though he's getting more minutes, I don't think he's probably rosterable. Uh, But Rashawn Holmes, on the other hand, I think he could have games where he'll be serviceable for a big man. Uh, He'll get you some blocks and rebounds. Um, And if you need blocks and rebounds, I think Rashawn Holmes will be a good temporary fill-in for marvin bagley um but yeah for marvin bagley owners just hang on tight IL slot, no problem um if you want to try and buy marvin buy it low right now you can uh but i think most owners will probably hang on at this point since it's only four weeks um he gets an io tag he can stream for those four weeks so it's not too bad versus where deandre ayton's just straight out suspended 25 games and you can't even put him in the io um so, there's that. Uh, so, those are the two big stories, I guess, for the week. Um, just kind of some things I've noticed in fantasy is that um, I think coaches play a big role in fantasy. Um, and depending on the players, or sorry, depending on the, the coach of your team, The team that your players are on, um, it can greatly affect how often your players get to get played. For example, I think the two worst fantasy coaches are uh, Fisdale, the New York Knicks coach, and uh, Boylan, the Chicago Bulls coach. Um, So I think... Fisdale is one of the worst coaches because he never has a consistent lineup. Um, it just seems like he kind of goes with whoever's rolling that night. And even though it's supposed to be, I guess, a rebuild season, he's not really trying to rebuild. He's just letting the vets play, so it's kind of funny in that way. Um, like Fisdale mentioned in game one that even if Mitchell Robinson was healthy, he was going to put Bobby Portis in. So that kind of didn't make sense, uh, and then he actually started Alonzo Trier in that first game, but only got seven minutes. Dennis Smith Jr. only got ten, and Alfred Payton actually did super well, well, decently well at least, and he got the nod for that game. But when they played the, uh, when they played the Nets today. Alfred Payton started, he got 24 minutes, and then I guess he didn't do as well as he did his first game, and then Alonzo Trier got the 23 minutes, so basically they had a timeshare, um, and then Dennis Smith Jr. only got five minutes, so it's just, it's, just, it's tough to have, have a Fisdale player, because he just kind of rolls with who's, who's hot, who's doing well the only person that's guaranteed minutes is rj barrett um so he's the only person i would have drafted i think julius Randle's the person who i think are gonna get a lot of minutes but everyone else is kind of just up in the air if if they're doing well they'll get minutes if they're struggling then they won't and then especially the lineups they're, they're gonna be different every single game pretty much um, so, you never know if your guy's going to start, except for if you have RJ or Julius. I think those are the only two solidified solidified starters. Um, so, yeah, it's tough, especially for the Mitchell Robinson owners. Um, not only does Mitchell Robinson have to stay out of foul trouble, but he has to survive the Fizzdale lineups. Uh, so, that's kind of why he dropped a couple rounds in the drafts. But from what I've seen, no one actually drafted him at the ADP of, I think, the second end of the second round. Speaking of the third, because people are aware of the foul trouble and the way Fizdale kind of uses him. Uh, so yeah, this, so he's one one coach, and I think the Jim Boylan for Chicago Bulls, he kind of staggers everyone's minutes, so everyone it's kind of in like a weird timeshare. Uh, so. It's. Kinda hard to have some of his players. For, for example, if you have like Thaddeus Young, there's some nights you'll get like seventeen minutes. The other nights he'll get like twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five. Um and it's it just gonna fluctuate. And the thing is, it seems to apply for everybody. It's not just the bench players, right? Um Laurie Markkinen. Uh Laurie Markkinen. it seems I think Lori and um Zach Levine are the only safe players. Uh, Their minutes are probably not going to go under 30 most nights. But, uh, like, guys like Otto Porter, I see his minutes fluctuating. You know, he's getting, like, 21 minutes in the first game. Uh, And then the second game... No, sorry, the first game he got 28 minutes. second game he got... 21 minutes so you know that's kind of fluctuating when Wendell Carter got 29 in the first and 27 in the second and then it's just kind of like no one really hits 30s um except for Laurie Markkinen and Zach Levine right everyone else kind of gets like the 20-ish and sometimes players don't really produce and you know even the high in the high 20s so like Daddy's Young is a tough guy to hang on to Chris Dunn is a tough guy to have um, Kobe White is a tough guy to have. Thomas Horaski is gonna be a tough guy to have. And Otto Porter on some nights will be a tough guy to have, too. Uh, so just kind of watch out for the coaches. Um, and see how they use their players. Uh, even though you know most people probably just ignore the coach and just pick up players based on what they think they can do. The coaches do have a say in kind of how many minutes your players get to so kind of watch on on you know some of their tendencies and the way that they play players uh but yeah that's, that's just something i noticed over the first week fizzdale's random lineups and the staggering of minutes for jim boylan uh and the last thing i'm going to talk about real quick is give you some advice for the weekend um so for your, for anybody that that uh, has a Saturday Sunday matchup coming up, um, there's only one team that has a back to back on Saturday Sunday, and that's the Miami Heat. So. There's gonna be I think possibly a couple guys in your waiver wire that can help you. Um, the first one is Tyler Hero. Uh, I don't know. He's not. He's only owned in seventy seventy five percent of the league. So there's a chance he's throwing away waiver wire, maybe unlikely, um. But especially since Jimmy Butler is out f- for both games, he's gonna, he's gonna get his opportunity to shine. Um. He played thirty four minutes in his first game, so I would assume his minutes are gonna be around the same. Dion Waiters is also suspended, so, um, the scoring to come from him. He'll he'll give you good scoring. He'll give you a three. They give you some rebounds and some steals. So Tyler Hero, if he's on your wire wire and you need some threes points, rebounds or steals, I'd pick him up. Uh another another guy that's k- kind of hot right now, only owned in thirty one percent of leagues is Kendrick Nunn. Uh you know, he had a really good preseason. And people thought that when the regular season was going to start, he was going to come off the bench. But Eric Sposher actually said that Kendrick Nunn is the starter and Tyler Hero is actually coming off the bench when um, when Jimmy gets back. So K- Kendrick Nunn is the starter. So he might be worth a specu- speculative ad at this point. Um, at least keep him on your radar and monitor him. The one game he did play, uh, he got one three, twenty four 24 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists two steals which is pretty good um he does pass the eye test he looks you know he looks he looks good out there um i just wish he'd get a little bit more assists and hopefully he can maintain the steals but he may not be able to um so he's there Especially for the weekend, at least, and if even if you pick him up um, past the weekend, you can kind of see how he is with when Jimmy comes back. Doesn't hurt to see, right? If he still plays well with Jimmy there, maybe he maybe he could be your twelfth, eleventh guy on your team. Um, and he wouldn't be too bad, but keep an eye out. At least if you need some points, some steals, uh cup, not a lot of assists, but okay assists. Good free throw, good field goal percentage, and a, a three. Uh, pick up, pick up Kendrick Nunn. He'll be he'll be playing back to back in the weekend. Uh, Gron Dragic is also a very good option. Uh, he's owning only fifty nine percent of leagues, so there's a chance he is actually on your waiver wire. His first game, he got nineteen points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal, two blocks. Um, this, the blocks aren't going to be there every night for sure. Um, But I think everything else could possibly be there. The points will drop a little bit when Butler comes back. Especially since Gron is coming off the bench now. He does play the second unit. But since Butler is gone, and if you need threes, you need points, you need some assists, Gron Dragic is your guy. I would definitely pick him up for the weekend. Uh, Justice Winslow is probably already picked up batman and already probably drafted um so i'm not going to go over those guys but it looks like winslow is actually the point guard i think eric exposure did mention he would be the point guard he's got seven assists in his first game which is a good sign and people were just scared of his percentages that's kind of why in some leagues i guess he wasn't drafted he's only owned in 76 of leagues um, but I think with Jimmy there, his points are going to go down. So, he got 27 points in the first game. That's going to drop when Jimmy comes back. Seven rebounds, I think he can get that. I think it'll be closer to five. Um, The assists, um, if he is going to be the main p- p- playmaker, he can maybe get seven. I think he'd be between five and seven, to be honest. And once he one C1 block, is very doable for him. But it'll be nice where he'll get it. Or it'll be nice where he doesn't. So... Now for that. Um Kelly Olenek. If you need some rebounds and some blocks, you can pick him up as a stream for the back to back. You already know what Kelly Olenek's gonna do. He's gonna give you 10-ish points, good rebounds, uh probably no assists, probably no steals, and then maybe like 1.1 blocks. So I'd grab him. He's only owning 52% of leagues. So he might be worth picking up for the back-to-back. And those are all really the players that are worth picking up from the heat. Um, So yeah, that's some advice if you need to win this first week. Nobody wants to lose your first week, even though it is a short week. Um, So hopefully that does help you guys. And I think that's going to be it for this episode. Just a quick short one, uh, kind of going going over what I've seen in the first week from certain players who's looking super good, who's kind of overachieving and you can try and sell high if you own them. Some players that are underachieving where you can try and buy low on them. Um, some, I guess, some of my analysis on some of the coaching and how it affects players. Um, the two big injuries and some help with this weekend if you need to try and win your first week. Um, I'm going to try and get Raw Romeo back next week, and we're going to go over the teams that we drafted um, in our leagues. I think that's where we're going to talk about next week. Um, We'll continue going over the players throughout the week and see how they do. We might try and put out shorter podcasts, maybe just kind of going over anything major that we see. Um, But yeah. So yeah, hopefully my guy comes back next week and we can talk about our teams that we drafted. You guys can tell us who's better. Um, We'll go over any NBA breaking news. Um, But yeah. That's it for this podcast. Come listen to us next time. Hit up our Instagram page at Easy Money Fantasy. And look forward to this podcasting for you guys next week peace